bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Number five. Well, the man charged in shooting at Brownstone Social Lounge takes the stand during his trial and jury deliberations have begun. Jury deliberations in the homicide trial of Crystal Tucker. Tucker was shot and killed at Brownstone Social Lounge in 2022. Jordan Tate, 25, is accused in the case. And today Jordan took the stand to tell his side of the story. He's charged with first degree intentional homicide and the death of Crystal Tucker who was working at the door at the Brownstone uh, February 10th of 2022. Tate is also charged with two counts of first-degree reckless injury. Prosecutors say during an altercation with security guards inside the lounge, Tate pulled out his firearm, fired several shots, hitting three people. Surveillance video shows Tate firing the shots from outside the bar before walking away. He then went on the run for nearly nine months before an anonymous tip led U.S. Marshals to his location. Tate was arrested October 2022. Trial began this week. Tate is pleading not guilty, claiming self-defense. During his testimony today, Tate says he feared for his life and believed one of the security guards was reaching for a gun during their altercation. When asked why he didn't just leave, Tate said that he was afraid he'd be shot in the back. I had to act in that moment while I feared for my life. During testimony, he said he regrets firing his gun, not turning himself in and disposing of the gun, which police have Still not recovered. During cross-examination, prosecutors questioned Tate's self-defense claim, grilling him on why he believed security guard had a gun. Tate was also questioned about why he disposed of the gun and went on the run for eight months if the shooting was in self-defense. And so for those that have gone to Brownstone, knew um, Crystal, 
and she was well known in the community and and it was a it was a sad loss number four Fire and Police Commission, if you haven't heard it today, the chair and the vice chair of Milwaukee Civilian Police Oversight Board resigned today, citing provisions in a new state law that takes away their power to set policy over the city's police and fire departments. A letter signed by the Fire and Police Commission Chair Ed Falone and Vice Chair Amanda Avalos stated their resignations will be effective at midnight Friday. Resignation letter cited provisions. In a bipartisan bill, Governor Tony Evers signed into law last month, which boosted state aid for all local governments, gave Milwaukee the ability to institute a 2% sales tax. And the law also placed a series of conditions on the city. Among those, new limitations placed on the Fire and Police Commission. Previously, they're in charge of establishing policy for Milwaukee's police and fire departments. New shared revenue law takes away that power, puts fire and police administration in charge of setting their own policies. An institution of over 135 years has provided the citizens of Milwaukee. This is what Falone and Avila said in a letter. Um, an institution of over 135 years has provided the citizens of Milwaukee with an important measure of control over their own lives was reduced to a pawn in someone else's game. We simply cannot accept that. I find that unfortunate because when you have an issue, you work through the issue. You stay and you fight. And so is this about you lording your power over the fire and police? Or is it about you doing what's right and fighting it and maybe working out a plan to get it changed in the next legislature or something, but to just quit? Losers are the people that stay down. If you lose and you get up, you're not a loser. If you dust yourself off and keep moving forward, you're not a loser, no matter what they took from you. But when you quit, there's another one. When you quit, you have no power. You just gave up all of the power that you had, what little power you had, and then regain. Right? Number two, never let them back on the Fire and Police Commission. If, they, if there's ever an opening, those two should not be back on it. Because you had your chance to fix it from the inside. And so evidently, your goal was to have power. Was it? I don't know. So I'm not going to assume anything. I'm just saying. Number three. Well, I tell you. There's some things you can do in your life. And then there's some things you can't do in your life. The family of Tierra Allen. This is from NewsOne.com. The black woman stranded in Dubai has called on Texas lawmakers to help aid her in her return back to America. According to records, Allen has been stuck in her Airbnb in Dubai since May when she was arrested for raising her voice at a car rental service male employee. Does that sound bizarre to you? Well, Allen's dream vacation in Dubai turned into a nightmare when she and a friend got into a small car accident in the vehicle they rented. According to Newsweek, the damage was allegedly minimal for both cars and the rental, but Allen's friend was still detained and held in jail for a week. Allen was then invited back to the car rental place to retrieve her belongings that were left in the car, but she was told she needed to pay a large sum of money to get her person ID back. Allen then told the male staffer that her credit cards were in her purse and she couldn't make the payment without them, but the employee allegedly told her to find a way. The incident escalated into an argument. Well, 
This is from Newsweek. The law in Dubai, city of predominantly Muslim United Arab Emirates, may come as a shock to most Western visitors. The U.S. Department of State has warned Americans planning to travel there that public decency and morality laws throughout the UAE are much stricter than in the United States. Illegal activities include, you ready? Public displays of affection, homosexual relationships, dressing immodestly, and screaming, swearing, or arguing in public. Allen's mother, Tina Baxter, told Newsweek her daughter did yell at the man, but she was scared and afraid at the time. Oh, okay. Okay. And now her daughter's struggling with all the stress. There's word that the man hollered at her initially. But you're in the United Arab Emirates, a Muslim country. Men have all the power. Women do not. This is me. I used to want to go to the to, to Dubai. Nope. Not going anymore. And the reason I'm not going is that I'm not living under that kind of, you know, you might make me mad and I might say something. With this mouth, pff, I'll be in jail in no time. Number two. Well, you may have heard that there's a major issue with SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild, the Writers Guild, the television actors, all that, right? If SAG-AFTRA loses and, and, and the Writers Guild loses their fight, they will actually become non-existent. Like, there would be absolutely no reason to be an actor again. None. This would affect you as a viewer. Writers need protection from studios generating AI scripts. I'm, I'm reading from an article from... Uh, do, 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 do. Did I even put who it was from? No, I didn't. There you go. That's smart. Ah, Fox Business. Um, this is something that if they lose, they're literally out of business. And, and we're not talking about people like Tom Cruise, who literally made $100 million from making Mission Impossible. This one move, like the one movie, he made $100 million. Well, actually over $100 million because he paid himself as producer and then he paid himself as actor, right? So he got paid above the line and below the line. Hmm. Actors need protection over their likeness and images and voices. And if they don't win, acting and writing may cease to be a viable career in the future. Think about that. Think of all the people that are in like musical theater and acting classes all around the world. Well, you can just quit because you will literally not be able to make money because if you become famous in any way, they'll just take your likeness. Like, like, like um, DeSantis did Trump's voice. He wrote something on Twitter. 
And then they used his voice, put it together with AI, and then had Trump read the word. Now, you could kind of tell it was slightly off, but it sounded like Donald Trump. Well, it's nothing wrong with it because his voice is just voicing the words that he said, right? But if I write to Alex, Alex, you're a numbskull, right? And then put LOL. That's different from me saying, from him saying, hey, Dr. Ken, you're a numbskull, right? It sounds the same, but if he says, yeah, that Dr. Ken is a numbskull. Wouldn't you take that a little more aggressively than like, hey, I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Different. Same words. What happens to that when you type something on Twitter? And that's why people get mad. Oh, I'm so upset. You hear what he said on Twitter? And then I read it and I go, so? Yeah, but that means this. I said, no, your emotion is reading that and you're reading something into it that's not really there because you don't know what they meant. And that's why I have issues with social media and all that. But that's another story for another day. If someone can come in, you can literally take everything that I've said over all these shows, take it, put it into AI, come up with all the words and put together an entire um, phrase, right? Now I can write something and have the AI read it aloud. And it sounds like me because I've said the or the how many times a how many times and they just take it and piece it together. And all of a sudden, hey, it sounds like me. And the A.I. will say, OK, he's he said that word multiple times, but I need to find the one that matches the initial sentence. So it sounds like it's consistent. A.I. can do all that. And what would it be? Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris 2.0. Like, like, what would that be? So it'll be interesting to watch. We may not have a uh, fall schedule of anything. Movies, TV. <laughs> we already stream, so we'll have no whether we won't know whether or not it's new or AI anyway. Like, I wonder how many. To, like, didn't isn't uh, what's the name AI? Um, what's the show? Avatar. It's a giant it's a giant movie that's made for it to move when the people talk. So and it won an Academy Award. Okay, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Number one. All right, this is a dumb story, but I thought it was kind of cool. So every now and then people become smart by asking youth exactly what they want what they think, right? Like every now and then you go, hey, Alex, what do you want? Hey, Kyle, what do you want? Like, look at this. What do you, versus I know what you want. I've been that age before. This is what you need. Well, that was a long time ago. So university enrollment, Americans' confidence in higher education is on the decline. We got to agree with that, right? But there's growing support for allowing veterans. Now, this is this is unique. This came from 18, 17, 16 year olds in high school. Think about this. Support to allow veterans to use their GI benefits 
not for college, but to start a business. So proponents say the policy change could alleviate the military's recruiting crisis. 18-year-old Aiden Gilbert told Fox News in the past the GI Bill college tuition grants was the military's big recruiting magnet, but it really didn't appeal to me. My acquaintances and peers think that college is very much overrated and it can be really just impede or delay an entrepreneur like me. Gilbert is actually the son of a Marine Corps veteran and considered following in his father's footsteps until recently. He said the proliferation of work ideology and goes on and blah, 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 blah. But then he started a social media marketing company his senior year of high school and it's taken off. But he still wants to go into the military. So he said. This is something you should do. So now there's bipartisan legislation introduced this year that would create a pilot program for 250 GI Bill eligible veterans to receive a grant to open their business or start a franchise. What are your thoughts about that? 833-212-1017. If, if we're going to spend money on things, if we're going to take money and say, we want you to serve your country, but in doing that, we want you to go to school, what if I get the money and start a business? Now I'm creating jobs. We always talk about you know job programs for veterans and job programs for uh, helping veterans and, and, and people in prison get out and get a job and all those things. Well, why not pay for them to go and start a business? I think that would be great because free college does not appeal. And with there being a, you know, 15 to 22% drop in college attendance in 2025, we got another year. And we're going to start to see some significant changes in terms of how colleges roll. And so I think that's I think that's great because I'm sure there's a lot more engineers and entrepreneurs and all sorts of people who want to do their own thing. And not go to school. So. What say you? 833-212-1017 is the number. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line 414795 said, What you're referring to sounds exactly like the process of what they use to make deep fake content. Yep. It's all AI. And there's gotta be something that you can put in it to show that it's fake or show that it's legitimate. Something. We're living in a time where, mm, I don't know. (laughs) The caller 
says, uh, uh, LOL, good doc. Miss Allen stands a better chance of using an inflatable raft to travel to Africa than to have the state of Texas free her from Dubai. I don't know. I don't know. I think that now is the time when people like um, Mr. Cruz, <laughs> when people like Mr. Cruz, um, you know, Ted, Ted Cruz, can put his money where his mouth is. You know, we talk about it, but now, Mr. Cruz, it's time to be about it. She made a mistake. Come on home. Let's go. They just want money from her because they think Americans are rich or something. I don't know. Like Dubai, the, the United Arab Emirates with all the oil money they have? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been there. And based on what I'm hearing, <clears throat> I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Do you? You ever want to go to Dubai? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah. Well, you're a guy. So, you know, for you, it's like, eh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll go to Dubai. Not me. I'm not going. Because I know I'll say something. Excuse me, sir. I wanna, if you don't get out of my click, click. What do you mean Dr. Harris isn't coming home? Oh, yeah, he got locked up in Dubai. <laughs> he, he got locked up. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, the phrase know thyself. Knowing yourself means you don't put yourself in positions where stuff like that can happen. Because then you get, you know, yeah. And I know better. I'm a little smarter than that. Um, When we come back from the break, yes, we have another one. We have bills to pay. That's why we're here every day. Um, I have a question. Um, And I don't know which one to choose yet. So I'll take a break. And when we come back. I don't know. Well, I'm just going to ask, does it make sense for the state to pay for certain two-year degrees for free so that we can fill in careers? Like, should the state pay for a four-year degree? Or better yet, should the, pay, should the state pay for a two-year degree for you to become a teacher? But you need a four-year degree, right? But working that out what about police fire nurses trades uh computer science things like that technology should the state pay to underfill certain careers by simply paying for the degree now that means that 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 your grades will maybe a little more strict like you might have to have a 2.5 and not a 2.0 when you graduate you know what i'm saying so when we come back that's my question should the state Pay for certain people to go into certain careers. 833-212-1017 is the number. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Американская фирма Transceptor Technology приступила к производству компьютеров персональный спутник. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before the break, we were talking about a couple things. Wesley said veterans have the opportunity to use uh, GI Bill funds to start a business. is a great idea. All right. My number one story in the top five at five. Um, does it make sense for us to pay for degrees for those Careers that people really don't want to go into or those careers that people, you know, shy away from like policing because it's, um, you know, difficult or people are blasting it or I don't know. I don't get it. But number one, they're short. So because they're short, they need people in those areas. Number two, you don't have to have a bachelor's degree to go into law enforcement or go into the fire service or nursing. Now, there are certain jobs you won't get because you don't have a bachelor's degree in nursing, but there are many jobs that you can get because you have an associate's degree in nursing. And so maybe they need to create a three-year degree in these areas where you can get a bachelor's degree in three years, and it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, leg and four kids because really it's about business in terms of paying, and it's not about, right, because the longer it takes me to churn students, the longer I can confirm that we'll have the cash flow. But I see nothing wrong in having a three-year school. Creating a school that can get you a bachelor's degree. Now, that means you'll go to school year-round. But do we need all these classes anyway? If you've taken four years of English, and I mean taking an English exam when you grad, and see, those are the things we need to start doing. We need to start saying, okay, you're on two different tracks. You're on a three-year track where you don't have to take extra English. You may not have to take extra math or science because you took it in high school. So if you take two sciences, uh, three years of math, and four years of English, you should not have to take it and get a 2.5 in those courses. You should not have to take it. So eliminate gen eds? I wouldn't necessarily eliminate gen eds because some people need the refresher. Some people need the... um, um, help because they're not good at it. Like I'm not a science guy when it's biology or chemistry. I love physics because the math part of physics, like completely, Oh God, I love it. And figuring out how things, that's why becoming a traffic accident investigator was like so cool to me because I had to figure out how things worked and I had to use physics to do it. Right. Those types of things. 
knowing your strength, I would have taken four years of physics in high school if I could. Like, it was great. Like, if I didn't major in, like, communications and all that, I would have gone into physics. Physiology, biology, ugh, dead cats and mice. And, nah, that ain't happening. That's not happening. But that's just me. Computer science, we've already proven. No, you don't need a degree. You just need it. And you'll get a, additional certifications and you'll move up and you'll get it. Will it cost you as much? Not even close to what a full bachelor's degree will cost. Even if you went and got five certifications. So for me, mm, college isn't for everybody. And there's no incentive to do better. 833-212-1017. Would you pay as a taxpayer for people to get two-year degrees in areas and careers that are short? I say yes. Agree? Disagree? I don't know. Talking text line. Um, people who are. Um, the caller said people who are descendants of those who were human trafficked and threatened with murder for reading should be eligible for 400 years of education at zero costs. This not happening just one way. The Confederates won the peace after the Civil War. Well, I don't know. You should go back and read the 14th Amendment. When you go back and read the 14th Amendment and you read all five parts, you'll know why you're never going to get reparations. But anyway, I think it'd be great, but any reparations bill should include totally free education for all who qualify. Yeah, but the problem with that is I agree with you a hundred a hundredfold. Um, but 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 the issue I have is that they'll keep moving the goalposts. It'll go from two point five to two point eight to two point nine to three point one to right, and they'll make it higher and higher and higher. So only the elite of black people can go to college. But on the flip side, it can happen. You can have a 2.5 and go and become elite when you get out of college. Like That's what college can do for you. But CJ said it's easier to be. Okay. Wesley said, I don't think it's fair to anybody if the state pays for two years of schooling for anybody. Nope. Absolutely not. I disagree. Um, it would be better for them to give businesses a tax write-off. They already do. To hire people for two years and then train them on the spot for the job they want. Nah. Some things you can't give training. I can't train you as a nurse on the job. You have to come to that job with a skill set that's at a base level so that you can save people's lives. Otherwise, it's not going to matter. That's like I'm saying, follow me around as a paramedic and then watch what I do and then do it. Like, really? Which one is higher, paramedic or EMT? I think paramedic is higher where you can pass meds and you know run lines and all that you, you really want somebody hey watch me do this and then you do it uh no let's not do that but i get your point i understand your point exactly wesley um but you still have to know the basics and the fundamentals of carpentry right you have to understand friction you have to understand how to use a jack plane you have to understand nails and where to do it and the, and the um, what am I thinking about? You know, the way the, the wood, is it, cr you know, there are all sorts of things where you could place a nail in wood and you've pretty much guaranteed that it's going to crack. 
You have to understand the grain. You have to understand tempered versus, I mean, there, you know, there, there are just so many things you have to know in carpentry. And that's because I took carpentry in high school. I also took printing. I liked printing too. I took carpentry, print shop, print shop, um, auto mechanics. And what was the other one I took? Oh, and drafting. And I ended up majoring in architectural drafting in high school. So, so it, it can happen, but I think we, I think it would be fair, especially for a set amount of time, five years, six years, 10 years, we set up a system where kids can go to school, get a two-year degree, and then they have to guarantee us five years in that particular thing. And if they don't, they got to pay the state back. And then I say, do it. You want to be a cop? Yep, got to be a cop for five years. We'll help find you a job, but you got to do five years. And you got to pass. Now, if you do it and you don't pass and, and you fail, I, I can see, okay, it's a wash. But you're not going to, like, fail yourself out because you can put in borders and parameters so that if you start, I think I'm going to flunk out and then I'm going to pretend. Nah, we're not going to do that. I feel like it should be 10 years. 10? Well, if you do five, you're still in your 20s. Okay, Ted. Don't get mad at me. Alex said that. So if you want to send any letters, emails, <laughs> send it to host at 1017thetruth.com. It was Alex. I'm just saying. 833. Thank you, CJ. Paramedic is higher. Yeah. 833-212-1017 is the number. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. As we shuffle our way to the end of the day, I want to say thanks for joining me. A friend of mine sent me a text and said, uh, let me see if I can get it because I don't want to plagiarize and misspeak. Ken, I was in the military. We were told if we decide not to obey another country's laws that we were in, uh, we, we will face the consequences. Unfortunately, many Americans that travel abroad believe they are untouchable because they're American. I don't think that was it. I don't think that was it. I, I think we, we use our common sense and then apply it to other people and then say, well, I think it was this, so it must be you. Like, I, I watch... I watch TV do that, right? They do it on the news. They make a, they rationalize why you did something without having any information. And I get what you're saying because that's what they told the military. Like, you're in another country. You act a fool, it's on you. But as an American citizen, 
do you even read the updates from the U.S. Department? I'm just, I'm just saying. No, we don't do that. Homeland Security tell you, hey, uh, don't, 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 don't go there, and you still go. That's on, like if you decide to get on a plane and go to China, that's on you. Now, I was gonna say something about China, but it's a, it's a one-off. But I don't want everybody here beating me up and screaming. So that particular thing, I'm gonna keep it to myself because you know y'all get mad and start hollering at me. Then I'm gonna cry, turn into a marshmallow, turn into a buttercup. Then I'll cry. Turn into a snowflake. Then I'll cry. So I'm not. But I do have another question. And thank you for your talking text. I appreciate it. Um, what life-altering event happened to you that made you the person you are today? As, as, as the show ends, and tomorrow I'm excited because we have our truth roundtable. That's what's going on. Um, Linnell Ramey and Nolita Franz will be in. My my question is that, like, what life-altering event happened to you that made you be the person you are? And I'm not going to say change you or gave you a spiritual awakening or, you know, made you realize God was there. Like, whatever it was, what life-altering event happened to you? If you want to quickly share, 833-212-1017. I had three things that happened in my life that literally changed the trajectory of my life. And I think back and I wonder, you know, if I hadn't done this all through time, this wouldn't have happened. Number one, the death of my father. So I think I've told the story. I was eight years old when my mother and father got divorced. My father died when I was 11. Mother put me in Boy Scouts that taught me a lot of things, helped me understand everything that's going on in the world and careers and all that stuff. Ended up going to high school, went to college, graduated, um, worked in radio and TV and traveled and all that stuff. But then I always wanted to be a cop. So a friend of mine applied up here. I applied up here. You know, Bill came up here. I came up here. Poof, here I am. 30 years later, still in Milwaukee. Retired, I think, doing well. Well, one was the death of my father because it allowed me to get Social Security and VA benefits. And Illinois State Scholarship Commission paid my tuition. That paid my room and board monthly, and I was able to go to school. I was literally able to graduate from college with everything paid for the first time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, all things work together for good, but... You know, even when it's bad, it can have a good thing. The other one was moving to Milwaukee, loved it. Probably, I would say, the best, one of the best decisions I made. Moving here, bringing family, starting family, all, all sorts of things, right? Because it, it was just great. But third was getting an advanced degree. So all the things that I did, I realized on in, what was the date? See? That's the bad part about being a cop. Everything has to be accurate otherwise, or, or even precise. Otherwise, it drives you crazy. May 6th is when I won the award for Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. Brought me full circle that had I not had certain events not happen in my life and moved me to certain places, 
I would have never won Best Radio Show. And that's not a humble brag. That's a recognizing the life-altering events that happened that put me where I am. Because at the time, it was, you know, traumatic. I got to move to Milwaukee. I got to do this. I got to do that. And, oh, my gosh, what if I fail? But yet here I am. And it worked out great. It worked out phenomenal. But as you go through each one in the moment, oh, it's crushing. It's terrible when you recognize that other people have families that you don't, that other people literally laugh at you and talk about you behind your back. But that's been my driver. That is what has driven me to succeed. That when people say, oh, you can't do that. But why would you want to go get a PhD? Like, really? Why are you in school? Like, what is that? When are you going to be done? Because your limitations aren't mine. Your boundaries aren't mine. And the only thing that stops me is me. And so... Things that we think are life-altering actually become the things that make us who we are and make us successful. So for me, this is everything. Like right now, I can look back and see all the bad things that have happened to me, all the mistakes I've made. And the only difference in me winning and someone else not winning is I got up. They didn't. They quit. And I'm not talking about altering and then coming back later. That's not quitting. I'm talking about when you're down, you don't get up. And until we remember that the only person that is stopping you from being great is you. That's when we'll win. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show's coming up. I got the uh, Truth Roundtable coming up tomorrow at 4. Two hours of me, Linnell Ramey, and, and Nolita Franz arguing and going back and forth and doing all sorts of fun things. Make sure you call in. You got any questions? We got. I think we got some great topics we'll be talking about. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. We'll do all that we can do. Thank you for the talk and text line. We appreciate you. God bless. Take care. And I will see you in 22 hours. God willing. I'm out.